everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to Made by Women by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. At a moment when businesses face some of the biggest challenges in recent history, we bring you inspiring stories, practical insights, and shared learnings to help you successfully navigate in today's environment. I'm Sharon Bowen, and thanks so much for joining us today. You would think that the beauty industry would have thought of everything by now, but think again. Celeste Lee and Lori King, co-founders of Care Beauty, are shaking things up with a skincare line that's taking a new approach to aging and beauty. Care Beauty is spelled C-A-I-R-E because as Laura and Celeste say, they're putting the I in care. Their independent beauty brand offers what they describe as hormone-defying products designed specifically for women over 40. It's a market that's been neglected for too long. Today. I'll be talking with Celeste and Lori about their unexpected path to founding this company and their struggles and successes along the way. Enjoy my conversation with Lori King and Celeste Lee, co-founders of Care Beauty. Well, welcome Celeste and Lori. Tell us about Care and what sets it apart from other skincare brands. Well, thank you, Sharon, for having us and for having us share a lot about Care Beauty and what this brand means for us, for Celeste and I. And we created Care because we knew that there was a need for skincare for women over 40 who are experiencing, you know, deteriorating skin um, due to or drastically changing skin due to hormone decline and menopause. and 
we have decided that these women, there are 7,000 of them that enter menopause every day, whether it's the, the pre-menopause phase all the way to the post-menopause phase, that they don't have special skincare for them that is age-empowering. The whole message out there is anti-aging. And most of those products, 99.9% of them, actually only work on the surface of the skin. And hair beauty goes much deeper than that. Deep beauty. That's great. Now, I understand that uh, Kara specializes in something called defiance science. What does that mean? We came up with the phrase defiance science for two reasons. Number one, we're literally defying what happens with hormone change. And I think I need to explain for a second what this means. When you get older, it actually starts at 30, by the way, for men and women. But for women, it get, the idea of hormone decline accelerates around 40. Specifically, it means that estrogen and progesterone production itself declines. So you've got less estrogen and progesterone running around your body, and it affects all kinds of body processes because that's what hormones do. Hormones are like the green lights of the body, and they turn on and turn off everything from hunger to desire, libido to uh, sleep, and, and it also impacts directly cell production. So when you have fewer hormones, you literally on a daily basis make fewer skin cells. And at first in your 30s, it's not so noticeable because you've only lost about 1% a year of your hormone production. But around 40, 41, 42, when you start to enter what's called perimenopause or premenopause, for a woman, the rate of decline doubles every single year. So as we all know from math, when you keep losing 2% a year, it's obviously a lot more serious than one. And then when you get to what's you know technical menopause, and that's the year that you, you stop your period, you actually, for the first three years post-menopause, lose 30% of your collagen hyaluronic acid, and elastin production. And those are your key skin building blocks. So all of a sudden, it's like you got hit by a freight train. And it's terribly ridiculous that the skincare industry, knowing this, has deliberately ignored it. So that's what we have gone after. We're defying the skin aging that is caused by hormone decline. And that's why we call it defiant science. It sounds like I could have used you guys about 20 years ago, but I'm using you now and I'm loving it. So but before Yay. we get yes, before we get too far ahead, though, um, I'd like to start with your personal backgrounds. Uh, Lori, you started a sandwich business, and Celeste, you helped your school store with a product. Did you always want to start your own company, or was there something else in your path that led you to where you are today? You know, it's it's very interesting that an elementary school experience could actually spark an entrepreneurial interest. And that's what this very dynamic elementary school did for me in East Orange, New Jersey. And because of that, I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to have my own business. Even when I applied to um, get my MBA, I applied for entrepreneurship. And one of the things that I needed was a big boost of confidence. And what I mean by that is just sort of knowing that I could do this, that I could bring all my knowledge forth and create a company of my own. So when Celeste and I came together, yes, it was very much a building 
of all of these ideas and sparks of creativity and friends asking us for something better that truly brought us together. And I said, it's time to do this. And that confidence is now fully here and I'm embracing it and loving it. And what about you, Celeste? You know, it's so funny that we had this parallel experience. And I love the way that Lori just said that her elementary school embraced her. I moved from one school to another in fifth grade. And I went to this very 70s sort of post hippy dippy. It was an open plan school. And I'll never forget that Mrs. Soper in fifth grade, she was my champion before I knew there was such a thing as a champion. And she made me a school crossing guard and she made me the head of the school store. And she did all these things. I never asked. I didn't even understand the value of it. But I can tell you, Sharon, it was a lot of fun. And for me, a shy Asian American person who didn't know anybody, it was a wonderful way to just meet people. And, and then to have this moment where by accident, we found or I found this wacky gum eraser that became this this hysteria um, and everybody had to have it. And I became instantly popular. Well, you know what? That was a wonderful thing. So, yes, maybe I do think that impacted the whole idea of the value of of having your own business and what that could bring to your life. I think, you know, I've read someplace that your confidence comes at a really early age and it sounds like you both were set up to succeed, which is really great. Another really interesting thing about both of your backgrounds is that you had experience in finance. Um, What was it like transitioning into the beauty industry with that kind of background? You know, it's very interesting because when I I started in finance with a pharmaceutical company and I needed to pay off my business school loan. So I actually did a few things that were entrepreneurial at the time. One of them was starting a jewelry business. And I designed jewelry and sold it at the big museums outside here in New York City. And I sold it to all sorts of stores and art galleries. So what that did for me was actually help me to name a business, a brand it called, it was called the To Bead or Not To Bead. It allowed me to understand my P&L, top to bottom, and um, I began to understand my consumers. So transitioning into the beauty industry, when I interviewed with Elizabeth Arden, it was a perfect fit because I got to work with these amazing celebrities, Carl Lagerfeld and Elizabeth Taylor, and create these fragrances for them. But what happens in brand marketing is that you're actually running a mini business. You're coordinating people. You have multiple different avenues for getting things done from finance to operations to creative to photography, et cetera. And so for me, it was a diff- it was a challenging transition because I had to stay up until well past midnight to learn on the go brand marketing, but it was also thrilling. It's great. And how about you, Celeste? I don't have nearly as interesting a story. For me, it happened by accident, Sharon. I mean, I uh, worked at Lehman Brothers in Tokyo, and quite honestly, I hated it. I could not deal with the investment banking hours, and I felt very uncomfortable as a Chinese person in a Japanese culture. Uh, That was very challenging. And a woman was even worse. They they think you're going to be a tea lady. And I was so not happy. So I came back to the US. I'm like, I got to change my life. This whole tea lady thing has got to stop. So 
I, I, my now brother-in-law, I said, do you want to open an office for AMC movie theaters? And I was like, sure. And I had the best time. I was going to movies all the time. I honestly had very little work, had very little money, but I had very little work. And, and I just sort of enjoyed life. And because I had some time, a friend of mine from, from Penn calls me up and says, you always have lots of crazy ideas and know how to tell stories. Would you be willing to come up with some ideas for, for the body shop? And I worked on right away this thing called Mama Toto. It was a mommy daughter brand um, for very early the body shop, Anita Roddick. And from there, I fell in love with beauty. And the next thing I know, I, I started getting calls from the beauty world to to come on. And I said, okay, at a certain point, because frankly, they were offering me three times as much money as AMC. And who can say no to that? And that's how it happened. That's amazing. So take us back a little bit then to the early days of care. How did you both actually come together and where did the initial idea come from? Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, Celeste and I have, you know, almost 40 years of experience across beauty, consumer brands, as well as um, direct-to-consumer businesses. And, you know, we would occasionally see each other at different beauty events after we were introduced by a mutual Wharton friend that Celeste went to undergrad with, and I went to get my MBA with um, him. So he introduced us, and we we kept running into each other at different events. And there was, you know, the beauty industry is actually quite small. So one day I see her from across the room, and I'm like, Celeste, is that you? <laughs> and we hit it off. I said, what are you doing? And next thing we know, she's consulting at Cody, where I was, to the executive leadership team. I was in global marketing, working with Halle Berry and Celine Dion and other celebrities. And I said, Celeste, can you help me with some brand projects? And that was the first time we actually worked together. And then I went to a startup and I built this for an investor. Um, and I brought Celeste in to help me with that brand in terms of naming and ideation and taking and developing this skincare patch brand into something that was going to truly be dynamic and differentiated in the market. And that's really how we came together to create care. And the way that this initial idea came about is that, as I mentioned earlier, Celeste and I have always exchanged lots of ideas. Well, I'm someone that I'm always networking. I'm always looking and thinking of that next opportunity. And I constantly have met different scientists along the way. And we actually met these amazing scientists. And I said, Celeste, you've got to meet them. Let's have lunch. So we, we met lunch in um, Midtown, similar to like Sharon, you and I having <laughs> drinks at the end of the day in one of those yes. locations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and let me going. The let's have lunch was the key part. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we came together. We, we met with these guys. and. We had this idea for these women over 40. They said, they said, we can do this. And we have a PhD, these PhDs on our team, and we've created the science together that's proprietary that we own. And that's really where the science began and the story began and where this amazing brand began. It's a great path. It really is. We'll be back with Seneca's Made by Women after this short break. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? 
Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. We know that, you know, all entrepreneurs inevitably face challenges in getting started. Can you tell us about some of the obstacles you faced in getting care started and how you overcame them? Sure. I would say, and this is probably true of so many burgeoning startups, is that you got to have money to start up. You can have all the passion in the world and, and you can work as hard as a dog, but you do have to have some kind of money. And the good news for us is we got lucky because Lori finding Dr. Joe and Kevin was a bit of a miracle because they were also willing to invest their own um, year years of experience and knowledge base and some of their innovation ideas that they'd had rolling around in their heads. We all came together and were able to activate that. So that was the good news because otherwise it would have been, you know, five hundred thousand, a million dollars just to get product number one, even in one little jar. But nonetheless, we got to that point on our own using our own heads and arms and effort, but you still have to be able to produce product. And in order to do so, you need some kind of funding. And that has been a really interesting challenge, even though Lori and I both have these um, these Wharton backgrounds. I mean, for me, it's a very long time ago. Uh, the fact of the matter is that they don't really teach you what happens in the modern world in terms of fundraising. 
what is a series A? What's a series B? What's a seed? What's a safe note? What's a convertible note? This whole world was a shocker to us. It's still a little bit of a shocker to us. Um, One of the things that we did to overcome our lack of knowledge, other than calling up everybody we know and asking dumb questions is, and they weren't dumb. They were just, but we would ask everybody the same questions to see if we would get the same answers. And we actually went and found an accelerator. Uh, This is Lori's doing because she is the ultimate networker. And there are, are these amazing boot camps and accelerators all over the world that whose sole purpose in life is to help people like us or anybody at any age to take their dream and to turn it into reality. So we found a great one. It's one of the oldest and most important in New York City. It's called ERA, and it's modeled after the iconic, what's called Y Combinator, and that's in Silicon Valley. And they birthed, you know, Airbnb and had something to do with Uber, I think. So you can get an idea. And there's an there's actually a methodology, and it's a boot camp, and it teaches you how to learn how to fundraise. How do you talk to people? What do you need to know? Uh, how do you structure things? How do you answer things? What do you present to people? And how do you do it? And so that was our biggest challenge. And in all honesty, it continues to be a bit of a challenge, but we're getting better at it every day. You know, I often talk about that being an obstacle for many women entrepreneurs and the access to capital, credit, loans. I am optimistic, though, because I do see lots of great programs like the ERA Accelerator Program um, and a number of initiatives, you know, we at Seneca Women have been involved with. And that, that gives me a lot of hope about the future. So now that you've found success with care and you've been called, I think, an indie brand, tell us a little bit, what does indie brand actually mean? Right. Well, in the beauty industry, this terminology started a few years ago, you know, indie beauty brands. And there's actually a segment within, there's a, there's a cosmetic industry association, a group of women called Cosmetic Executive Women. And they actually nurture what they call indie beauty brands. And these are independently owned, operated, founded businesses that have come up with um, unconventional ideas, things that haven't been done before. You know, part of our philosophy is a clean philosophy, meaning that our ingredients are green, they're vegan, they um, don't have bad ingredients for you in them. That's a whole big piece of it. We are as sustainable as possible. And then we're carving out this segment for this 40 plus woman that really is an untapped opportunity when most of the market that sells skincare products sells them to you, whether you're in your 20s and early 30s, all the way up until you're 80. And they can't, they can't step back and carve out this segment and say, we've actually got a product for you that works specifically for you because your skin is aging differently due to the fact that something's happening to you inside. And they're also not doing it in a way that is genuine, embracing, and um, sort of, you know, in a way that's not about fear. They're all about, a lot of them are about anti-aging and fear. We are about positivity and embracing you. And so when Celeste came up with the name CARE, it's spelled C-A-I-R-E. Well, we put the I in CARE for the individual in you. And that's what we like to say because we're embracing this woman. She's independent. She's our own person. She's bursting with confidence. And we want to build that type of community and know that we're bringing her excellent, excellent science at a price you truly can't afford. Because as you age, 
women at the age of 50 start plateauing in terms of their income. And they're at the top of their income earning years. And yet products that say they can do things for you are $200, $300. Well, who can do that if your income's starting to decline and you've got so many other responsibilities to start to think about? So our average price point is around $50, and we want to offer that type of good value to her. That's that's really remarkable. Um, I really love the positivity, too, and, and the the notion of, you know, the positive image uplifting women, especially. But we also know, you know, it's, it's been a really difficult past year um, with COVID and the pandemic and the economic downturn. So. Were you able to, or did you need to pivot to meet these new challenges? Sharon, that's a great question. You know, it was actually, to be honest, it was a forced opportunity, shall we say. So all of a sudden, it's it's the end of March. Um, Lori and I had gone to a birthday party with a, with a friend, and she's looking at me, and she's like, you know, the next month or two is going to be really weird, because we're thinking at this point that it's all going to end around June, you know, maximum July 4th. And she's like, you know, remember that cocktail party that I sent you to go to, this women in ERA thing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, I think we should apply. She goes, what else are we doing? Why not? And because we had already started the business and we were well on the road with product. And so she sends me this link and I'm like, hmm. But, you know, Lori's very forceful and she's very compelling. I was like, let's give it a go. Why not? I'm like, and then, you know, she didn't tell me the part that there's a thousand applicants for like 10 spaces. She neglected to mention that key piece of information. So I'm thinking it was like, okay, one in a hundred, you know, let's see what happens. So we went for it. I mean, the good news is they actually delayed the application deadline from, I believe it was like April 4th to May 5th, but it gave us time to really, it actually, it was great because it forced us to hone in on exactly what our initial message was going to be who our cohort is, the 40 to 65 into 70 woman. Um, you know, we came up with the phrase defiant science at that point. We came up with hormone defying, age empowerment, all of these keywords that are signatures of our brand and will continue to be signatures as we grow uh, were developed at that time. And we, we went for it. We got accepted. And believe me, it was a real boot camp. We were like living and breathing seven days a week, 12 hours a day or more this program because they introduce you to like hundreds of mentors as well as potential people that might want to invest in your business or at least just help you get on the road. So I would say that in our case, we were fortunate that we were able to take what could have been a very negative time and and turn it into a positive time. And, and I'm grateful for that. Yes, very much so. Very much so. And, you know, it's interesting because it was all done on Zoom and we all of it, we had one meeting in Central Park where we were all socially distanced at the time. And we really, really, you know, appreciated these, these people investing their time with us. And they, they continue to. It's, yes. it's, like, it's, a, it's like a family. And it's fantastic for us. And that has been so beneficial to getting through COVID psychologically as well. And that's why it has been um, something of great fortune. Well, we, we did meet our mentor. Lori and I made, well, I made the ribs. Lori made the salads and, and we lured our mentor out and, and, and we got extra help. Yes, we have two mentors. <laughs> we have a great guy and a, another woman. So we have two mentors and it's, it's been fantastic to have that guidance and um, a good laughter or drink with them every once in a while too. 
So it is interesting. I've heard that from other women entrepreneurs too, that, you know, that time of the pandemic gave them some quiet time, some time to refocus, some time to engage people because um, people weren't traveling. And so people were willing to do a Zoom 15 minute coffee break, if you will. Um, it was a lot more efficient. That's very true. And you do have to know how to take advantage of this time. I mean, Sharon, you know, you know this. Um, I did a 10-day silent meditation right before the pandemic by chance. And that allowed me to have a centering and focus during the pandemic and to keep diminish the anxiety as much as possible. Because as you know, starting a business is one of those activities in your life that you can take on that can cause a very high stress level. And so to be able to manage that stress level and be very confident in approaching how you build a business is a whole nother ball game. Well, you're taking us right to my next question and you started to, to answer it, which is for those you know who are out there in the audience who are thinking about starting their own ventures, what have you learned that you wish someone else had told you about before you started your own company? Well, you know, it's, it's very interesting. There are a few things and I'll, you know, there's the surprises like Celeste and I, you know, we're a corporation and Inc. We're in Delaware where a lot of different corporations are. We're actually trying to figure out why. <laughs> so we go online to pay what's called a franchise tax. And I'm like, we're not a franchise. We don't have to pay this tax, right? This is me. So I go online and I put the uh, information in of what our number is. And it says, your tax is due an amount of $46,700. And I went, Celeste, what is going on? So what I'm saying is, <laughs> there will be surprises when you start your own company. Take a breath. <laughs> don't panic. And Celeste talked me off the cliff and we got it down. To, yeah, she remembered and we got it down to $400, which is the typical. <laughs> but it just shows that Delaware is trying to get all their money up front. <laughs> and you've got to keep your eyes open. But um, on the more serious side, you know, you, you have to prepare yourself mentally, financially. It's very important to save. And have, you know, a budget. Understand what you're going to live off of. Start cutting down your expenses before you leave a job um, and before you dive in to start a business. And then once you've saved enough, just say to yourself, save a little bit more, 20 to 25% more, and stay in that job as long as you possibly can before you dive in. The other thing is don't waste money. When it comes to building a website, when it comes to resources um, to get things started, you can find unique routes to get people to help you. Be very creative about building that around you and leveraging as much as you can other people. Uh, don't think that you can't do it yourself. And as I said in the beginning, that confidence that I got in fourth, fifth, sixth grade in this amazing elementary school, keep that in mind for yourself. It is something, no matter what you're going through, no matter where that day is, believe in yourself. Believe that you can do this and believe in your dream, as Celeste was saying earlier. 
I want to add one little note to that. Listen, if you don't actually get started, it's never going to happen. You just got to start too. That's true too. Good point. That's very true. You're absolutely right because there are so many times where I've had ideas and someone else has come out with it. You know? Yeah. You just have to go do it. Or you and I had an idea, remember, around, um, you know, when workout, working out became a thing with bar classes and, and uh, you know, soul cycle and all this. And I wanted to do a skincare brand for workouts. And we talked and talked and talked. And you know what? Our idea was right because there are brands doing that. But we didn't actually get started. You have to just jump a little bit, too. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I guess also at the same time, you, the opportunity presents itself when it should. Yes. Yes. But thank you both so much. This has been great. And I'm sure the audience really appreciates you know, all the great advice that you gave. I love hearing about how you began and the great success that you're having today. So congratulations on, on getting the company up and running with a great product. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sharon. And thank you for bringing Seneca Women forth and embracing women, empowering women, and creating something to connect us all. We really appreciate it. I'd like to thank Lori and Celeste for sharing their story about finding success with Pure Beauty. Here are three things I took away from that conversation. First, mentorship is critical to creating new entrepreneurs. Celeste told how her fifth grade teacher encouraged her budding sense of entrepreneurship by letting her run the school store. It's never too early to show young women the value of owning your own business. Second, you can practice the skills of entrepreneurship in almost any job. Laura used to work in brand marketing and she approached it as if she was running her own mini business. Try thinking about your job as a testing ground for your future enterprise. Finally, you don't have to know everything before you launch your business. Laura and Celeste found that asking questions was a key factor in their success. Whatever they didn't know, they sought out from those who did. Don't be afraid to reach out to your network to get the answers you need. There's no such thing as a bad question. Made by Women is brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio with support from founding partner P&G. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.